Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the BombPod Media Network. Hey, friends. Hey. Welcome to Punch Farm. I'm Mark. I'm Alicia. I'm Jeff. I'm Mosman. Hey, buddy. Thanks again for hey. joining us. Uh, Pleasure is mine. It'd be like the last episode of Mars Vember. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, again, uh, Dynamo Mars hanging out with us. Uh, he's picking the movies. We watch. We talk about it. And because we're wicked clever, we named this month Mars Vember. <laughs> um, and I think we'll just get this episode out just in time to actually yeah. count as a November episode. Yeah. Yep. But since this is the last one of November, you don't have to only come on in November. You can come uh, on I, any other time, dude. Oh, just yeah. yeah, you're not locked into a month that we kind of made up a name to go with. <laughs> if if I live through this uh, dual viral assault i'm going through right now i uh, i'll come on anytime you want me to but uh i'm betting against me right now oh man i well, hope you feel better soon I know. I'm, I'm getting over a cold thing and i caught a stomach thing oh, oh my no. gosh that's like a double yeah. that's a double whammy yeah yeah i'm, I'm rotting at both ends it's no oh. good <laughs> and the uh, cold season is hasn't really even kicked off yet dude uh, no. no well i work at a doctor's office and it has oh it has okay. yeah oh okay. yeah <laughs> I'm glad I don't work at a doctor's office. That would be a nightmare for me. I know, it would be. (laughs) The the deadites are all sick. Oh, no. What do you guys do together? I'm not... None of your business. (laughs) Uh, You know who I blame, though? And I know he's listening. Uh, Patsy the Angry Nerd. Uh Uh, Is he he like the... uh, Is he patient zero? I haven't seen him in a few weeks, but allegedly that dude is sick 24-7, seven days a week. Oh, no. You know, I listened to uh, his Making show. Making out with my microphone all day. <laughs> uh, oh, that's right. If you guys are sharing microphones in the studio. That's where you're getting it. Oh, yep. Yeah, uh, here at the uh, Punch Farm studio, I have my own mic and nobody else freaking touches it. Right. Everybody has their own mic. At least that's what they think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know, I listened to Patrick's uh, show, Third Down Thursday, and I feel like every so many episodes, he's got laryngitis. I know. I didn't know that was yeah. possible to get that, like, on a regular basis. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. He, I mean, he, he, um, he, he's a great host and a, a smart guy and, uh, and super funny. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I, I, I worry. I tell him when I when I bring it up that I worry about his laryngitis because if uh, you know if I don't get laryngitis from talking too much, that's not real. Right. <laughs> yeah, people don't I, get that. That's 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 so, odd. Um, so yeah, you know, yeah, and Patrick's great outside of the whole uh, cow thing from uh, Dog yeah. Soldiers. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, you know, listen to Throwdown Thursday because uh, those guys are uh, 
uh, I, I'm glad that show exists because I've I've known Patrick for years and I've always felt like he, uh, he g- give him an outlet and he'll uh, you know he'll he'll uh, I'm, I'm mixing metaphors. It must be one of the symptoms, but uh, <laughs> you know, g- give him the ball and he'll definitely run with it. Because Absolutely. He, uh, you know, he's he's definitely a talented guy. And uh, the dude messaged me about having a um, Paranormal Punchers Throwdown Thursday uh, Cryptid Battle crossover. Yeah. So yeah, uh-huh. uh, cool show. We've been on it once as Punch Farm. It'd be really super cool to be on it uh, with the uh, P Punchers, the Paranormal Punchers crew. So yeah, somehow, somehow we got somehow the show started off with us, uh, you know, kissing Patrick's ass and saying how great he is. I don't know how that happened, <laughs> yeah. but Patrick, if you're listening, buddy, great show. Yeah, can't I'm wait to be on it again, either. dude. Uh, now speaking of something that's awesome, uh, Mars, I know you did. Uh, Lisha, you didn't get to check it out yet. I just want to spend like maybe one minute to two minutes on saying how excited I am about uh, the uh, Avengers. Oh yeah. That trailer. trailer. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, but good. I want to. I I got, really I got have a I got really excited. I mean, I, I feel like we've been waiting phone. for this for well since Iron Man. Well, when did they first Mars, when did they first you know, if we actually did the Marvel Mission podcast we're working on, we would yeah. all, we would know these answers. But when which is the first Marvel movie that mentioned Thanos? Was it Avengers, the first one? Uh, I think he showed up, but I think the first one where he got name drop was Guardians. Okay. The first one. I think so too. I, I think, yeah, I think he was a, a um, oh, one of the so cutscenes yeah, in Avengers. Right. So there was uh, one of the ending. What do you call? It? Yeah, cutscenes or the stingers the at the end, scene. where he just turned around in his, his chair and just had a, a smile. Right. That was Avengers. Because it's was something like uh, yeah. Okay. To court, yeah, you know, to to attack Earth would be to court death. And then there was a quick shot of Thanos just smiling because right. he loves death. Right. Uh, I, I actually I got super pumped for the trailer. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, agreed. I never watch trailers, but uh, as soon as uh, my brother from another mother, El Goro, posted it, I I like uh, I was a minute into it before I even realized I was watching it because I was so excited. <laughs> now, so you don't you don't watch trailers at all because sometimes I feel like I get sucked down that rabbit hole mm-hmm. and I end up watching trailers and I. Sometimes I'm I'm pumped to see the movie and, and can't wait to give them my money, mm. and then sometimes I see the movie and I'm like, man, they gave too much away in this trailer. That's what all I the thought. good scenes. I already saw them. Right. If I don't know what it is, like if I'm going through things and I see that like, uh, you know, an actor or an actress I like is in something, but uh, you know, I can't, I can't, I, I haven't heard any hype about it. I can't suss out what it is. Um, and of course, there's some actors that that don't for better or worse, don't really stretch their legs enough that like, you know, we were talking a couple shows ago of Scotty Axon and something like he's probably going to do a spin kick. He's probably going <laughs> to shoot some guns. And that's yep. it. You know, that's all, that's all I need to know. I guarantee his shirt's going to be off. Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> it's a good, it's a good bet. Um, so, but like, you know, for like star Wars, for instance, like I have not seen a single trailer for the, the one that comes out in a couple of weeks. So yeah, um, actually I haven't either. I've just been kind of trying to avoid them. Maybe because I yeah. was disappointed with the last one. Not the, the movie, but the trailers. Okay. Right. Were you disappointed yeah. with Rogue One or The Force Awakens? Force Awakens. Okay. See, The Force Awakens, the, the first trailer that dropped, gave me chills. And I was, I, you know, I felt like I was going to have a, a right. tear fall, drop out of my eye. I was so excited. But then 
the first one, yes, but then they kept there was like four yeah. or five other. They trailers. really beat you over the face with. They the, did. These they trailers. Don't they, they went too far, and just Thor Ragnarok really, is a great example. I still haven't seen that, but I do want to. But that's I what think, I've been I hearing. Think Thor is a fantastic, super ass great time. I right. love I love the movie, and I smiled the whole way through. But you know, you know, the trailers gave a, a few things away. Yeah. That though in the trailer it got me excited to see the movie. It would how awesome would it be to learn these things as you watch the yeah. movie as, if a, the trailer as opposed to be anticipating because you already know it's coming. Right. If the trailer right. never showed the, the Hulk, how great would that have been when oh. you're in the movie and there's the Hulk. It's well, like, I love the Hulk, shit. so yes, I would have shit my pants in the theater. <laughs> right. Yeah. But again, yeah, and that gag too, right? How funny! Like uh, I saw. So where you can't get away from trailers, though I did walk out, uh, I did run out of the theater like to not see the Star Wars trailer um, very recently. Maybe at maybe at Thor or Justice, <laughs> one of those two. But um, how funny would that gag have been if if the first time you saw, oh, we work together, like is when you saw it, you know? I know. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah um, it would have been so much more amazing and funny. But mm-hmm. I, it was beat over my head. Right. Apparently that. That line from what I read on the internet, so it must be true, um, <laughs> was thrown in by, um, like one of the kids that did maybe make a wish or something like that. Oh, no way. He threw the line out to the director or somebody, and they really? picked up on it. That's what I I read that oh, on that, the internet, but I don't oh, know how no, true the it internet's is. true. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. That would be great if it was true. Very interesting. Now, did yeah. you just say you saw Justice League? I did. Um, uh, yeah, you do, I, I, we haven't seen it yet, so you, you don't need to like go too deep. Yeah, but what, do uh, you think we would like it? You know our sensibilities and yeah. things we dig. But I, people well, are shitting on this movie so hard. That, yeah, they are. Nah, I, I, and I don't get it. It's not. It's certainly. It, it's like. It's another one of those cases where it's like. Like uh, uh, you know, people are saying it's like gonna ruin the talkies or it's the greatest film of all time (laughs) um and i and i don't think it's either of those things i will say like after going down the rabbit hole a couple of days of of what the movie was supposed to be and how recut it was and uh what uh whedon did with it after snyder uh, unfortunately not unfortunately from a fan point of view but for really sad reasons in real life had to like exit the project yeah Yeah. um the fact that it is as good as it is is like one of the true cinematic miracles of of like all time. Wow. Okay. Now you you've you've repiqued my interest in the movie. Yeah. Uh, I did hear though it 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 sticks out like a sore thumb. Henry Cavill's uh, lip in certain scenes. I didn't notice. Okay. Uh, my uh, my dear friend and one time co host of yours, Jakey, has been giving me the high hat that I didn't notice <laughs> like all week. Like I, I just did. I didn't notice at all. Like I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, you know what should get you excited is um, the one smart thing they did that they hadn't done prior is they brought in um, Danny Elfman to do the score. Yeah, yeah, I heard um, that. Yeah, yeah. And, and does it work? Did, it's great. He did. I mean, he did the famous Batman score, and those mm-hmm. cues are in yeah. it. And, nice. Um, you know, there's like he references. Uh, the you know John Williams cues from Superman. Hmm. Oh uh, no way! You know, like so, like so, like all those things are. In, I think both the stars 
of both these superhero movies for me that I saw recently were, were the score because um, Mark Mothersbaugh of Devo, who's one of my favorite, another one of my favorite uh, uh, composers, did Thor Ragnarok. And uh, his score was just great, um, great synth, synth, uh, synthwave score. Mm-hmm. And this was a very typical lush. This was, you know, like, uh, you know, it was really like uh, uh, Danny Elfman's greatest hits package, you know, because <laughs> like he, he was coming back to do what he, you know, kind of what he created, you know, and that type of lush uh, score that he, he brought back in uh, one was Batman 87. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, which was had had marginally like kind of fallen out of vogue again because it was, um, you know, thing the there was so many low budget movies using synth scores and uh, maybe you know uh, hard rock and like blues scores and all these like more like smaller scores. Um, you know, he really like uh, you know knocked it knocked it out of the park with that Batman film. And um, you know, this is this is him again. So mm-hmm. it's I I, cool. I recommend. Justice League in the theater if for no other reason, because um, it sounds great and and it and it looks great. But like what you, here's what you do: watch it, enjoy it, and I know you'll enjoy it because we we both, you know, I I know at least, uh, you know, speaking for for me and you and Lish, who you know we've talked about that type of humor we enjoy and stuff like that. It's there. I mean, it's the guy that did Avengers came in and rewrote that type of joke yeah you know and those type of gags so i i I think i think i think you'll dig it but what you're gonna get really excited about uh is when you go home and start reading about what that movie was supposed to be versus what you see like i i almost Hmm. got goosebumps because like it should have been it should be should have been something like what's going to happen is this movie's going to be probably marginally forgettable in in history like a, a middle movie in the superhero uh wave but what it should have been is the thing that brought the brought the house of cards tumbling down. Okay. <laughs> um, because Snyder made something and he had something definitely in mind, but I don't know if they didn't want to deliver it or um, he. Uh, without any spoilers, what I will say is one thing I did read read is that uh, Whedon picked one of the storylines that were going on in that movie cut out everything else and, and made made a movie out of that really hmm. oh. yeah like there was a lot of crap a lot of a lot of the villain wasn't even supposed to be the main villain i guess oh wow so, huh. yeah no, so. i really i mean i, I want to go down the rabbit hole now yeah. and read about this jeez now, i wonder because yeah. the one of the biggest complaints i've seen is the main villain steppenwolf his cgi is horrible uh-huh. i wonder if yeah, that has bad. something to do with it oh, damn yeah so it's really bad the guy I, I think it's that simple. I, I don't think he was supposed to be. I, I think his CGI was fine for the amount he was probably supposed to show up. Okay. okay. Hmm. You know, but it kind of stands out. I mean, I'm real picky about CGI too. Like, you know, like uh, I almost threw a chair at the screen during when, <laughs> when Grand Moff Tarkin showed up in Rogue <laughs> One. So. <laughs> No, yeah, but what about uh, young Kurt Russell in the Guardians Two opening? That looked fantastic. That was mm-hmm. pretty good. Yep. That's how uh, you I'm, do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's great. I'm still blown away by Steve Rogers in the first. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah, the way um, they made him short, and skinny, and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marvel just kicks ass. That's sorry. Right. I'm not a Mar- <laughs> I, I, I am a Marvel fanboy, but I love all movies and all comic books. Whatever, I don't care. But Marvel's 
definitely been delivered. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. The other thing is, too, Marvel has the bucks to throw at it to make it look right. Right. Because right. Big Brother is Disney. So. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Which is kind of surprising what you said about Star Wars with Grand Moff talking. That's Disney. Yeah. I don't I, I know think if weren't. that's as good as they could get it or. Hmm. Uh, last minute, uh, hey, let's do this. Fans will dig it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Don't well, we can speculate all day. Yeah, but I, we're not here to speculate on that. Uh, we are here to discuss the third pick of the month uh, from my friend, Dynamo, mm-hmm. and it is Waxwork. Now, again, for me, I feel like I've heard this title. This was a first-time watch for me. Jeff, what about you? Um. I vaguely remember seeing it a long time okay. ago okay. when I rewatched it the other night. And Liz, that was definitely a first time for uh, you. Also, yeah, that right? was a first time. I don't think I even had heard of it. So. Ah, okay. <laughs> now, Mars, uh, just to set up for everybody, but but for us too, like, uh, why was this uh, the uh, final pick of the month for, for us? What does it mean to you? Uh, when I was a youngin', um, when VHS was in full swing um the labels were like uh the the vhs labels Mm -hmm. uh were like the same as like record labels to me like you kind of could figure out what you were going to get you know lightning video is who imported all the sleazy italian stuff and uh wizard video was all the micro budget stuff and vestrom was the company that was kind of putting out the the newer uh the the you know the 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 not the studio stuff but the newer stuff like Vestron put out the first Evil Dead 2 that I saw Vestron had put out and uh I believe they put out the uh Return of Living Dead like the first the first time I had seen that on VHS and like they were just kind of picking up like the you know they were the kind of the the Rose Royce of uh, uh, Direct to uh, video, of, <laughs> yeah, v, yeah, VHS labels, you know, um, and it was it was a really big deal to uh, me and my best friend Tiny White because you you know you just look like if you if you were on the fence and you turned it over and it was lightning video and it's like uh, well maybe I'm not in the mood for something so sleazy you know or, <laughs> you know or, or you know or you know if it was a uh, another famous trick of lightning video was that they would put out a movie that was already out but they would have the print as another name. Uh, right. Uh, so there was a couple occasions where we'd get like a horror movie or Weston home and we had rented it twice. Wow. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, but, but Vestron, you always knew you were going to get something good and they were kind of at the forefront of like, uh, when like stores where you could buy videos, uh, you know, they were putting out like really good quality stuff and, but waxwork was late in the, um, late in the game. Uh, it, I think it came out, it came out, they were filming it in like 86. Uh, I think it came out in 87 or 88. 88. And 88, yeah. yeah, things had started to get real bad by then. Jason was going to Manhattan. <laughs> um, <laughs> like uh, Freddie was really, you know. Um, Whatever the sixth some, installment was. Or... Yeah. Well, somebody recently on something I listened to compared, uh, you know, uh, F- Freddie to um, – uh, you know, John Wayne Gacy and like Ronald McDonald, wow. you know, and, 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 and at the beginning he was more of like a John Wayne Gacy clown. And eventually he had turned into more oh, of a yeah, Ronald okay. McDonald clown. Okay. Um, That's great. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and But, you know, it just it just wasn't great. So Waxwork, even though I saw it the first time from Blockbuster and it was in a more edited version, um, waxwork was kind of a breath of fresh air because it felt like the films I had loved ahead of time. And then it, it never got a proper DVD release. It was part of a really lousy two pack with, um, uh, waxwork two, which okay. is a fun movie, but not, um, maybe, maybe not as good. Uh, <laughs> by maybe, I mean, not anywhere near as good. Uh, very similar. Have you guys seen return of living dead? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, have you seen Return of Living Dead? Yeah, you did Return of Living Dead. I mean, what I meant to say, I'm sorry, it's the pills of talking. Have you done Return of Living Dead 2 yet? Have you guys seen no. that? You know, no. no, and I don't, I've I seen three, but I'm not sure yeah. I, I saw part two. Oh. Yeah, two, two's real silly. Um, okay. Like, in, but in, 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 a, in, in a good way? No. Yeah. It's like, a, <laughs> and, 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 you know, Waxwork 2 does kind of the Army of Darkness thing where it's a little, it's a, like, um, it's a little less weird and it's, but it's a little more silly and it, it's not bad, but you know, like I, I, I didn't love waxwork too. Like I loved waxwork. Um, and it was just a real hard thing to get. I, I, I did at one point have the, the VHS and then last year around this time, actually Vestron video, um, became a boutique, uh, Blu-ray company and they put out oh. a lot of cool trash, choppy mall, and Blood Diner, and the third thing they were putting out was a. It, it still was Waxwork and Waxwork Two, but they were like on their own discs. It was like okay. a collector's set, and uh, I was so excited, and I vowed I was gonna like, you know, almost like Dog Soldiers. I was gonna shout it out to the world and let everybody know how much like I love Waxwork and how they should see it. And then I, um, and then it sat on my shelf until early this year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And I didn't talk about it or watch it or anything. Now, this movie stars uh, Zach uh, Galligan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Galligan yep. Uh, from uh, Gremlins. The Gremlins, the uh, super famous movie. This obviously more famous than this movie for me because I've, mm-hmm. I've seen Gremlins. Uh, now, who directed it? Lish, I know you got some info. It's Anthony Hickox. What I think else? I said that right. Hickox. Hickox. What else did he do? Uh... You know what? When I looked it up, that was the extent of your information. That, yeah. No, no, no. no. Um, when I looked it up, I didn't really recognize any of the movies. So uh, he did do Waxwork Dose. Okay, so he did the second one. Yeah, and he did um, a movie called Ah Crap, Sundown, I think, which was a vampire western starring Bruce Campbell. Oh. Nice. Now we do get uh, uh, John uh, Rice Davies. I don't know if I pronounced mm-hmm. that right. You should. Sure people might mm-hmm. remember him as. Uh, 
Sala. Well, Indiana Jones. Yeah. Ah, yes. But also in the first Lord of the Rings, he was the one dwarf dude. Oh, yeah. Not was, his name in the movie. Dwarf dude was not yeah. his name. Yeah. <laughs> um, G- Gim- Gimli? 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 Yeah, he was yeah. in all the Lord of the Rings. Was he? I thought he died. In the, in no. The no, he was in all three of the major movies. No. Uh, but most importantly, he was in one of my most favorite TV shows, Sliders. Nice one, mm-hmm. yep. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I can't remember if he. Yeah, no, he was there with uh, Jerry Mc, uh, Jerry O'Connell. Because yeah. remember, then yes. it changed. Uh, then eventually, I think Jerry O'Connell stepped out, and maybe his brother. Yeah. I don't e- either way, Slider's great show, <laughs> and and he was in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was the professor the or something O'Connell like that. No, <laughs> no, exactly. Now, um, right off the bat, uh, this movie uh, for me. Uh, scream the '80s, mm-hmm. definitely oh, yeah. late '80s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the cheesiness. Yeah, we had. I feel. I felt like we definitely had like certain characters being tropes. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah. Once they got to the uh, museum, though, like I, I just want to bring this up right away because it was the first kind of. What would you call it? Do you think this was like a uh, a anthology movie with inside its its own self contained movie? Because there was like all these Kinda, little yes. mini yeah. mini skits. Yeah. Like Interesting, yeah. Many plays in t- inside the overall big play. Right. Mm-hmm. The first one that we got introduced to uh, it was the werewolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I did like the fact, like, I, I was definitely intrigued right away. Like, whoa. Uh, obviously, some dark arts going on here. Yeah. This waxwork museum, like, when you cross that velvet rope, you're not getting any VIP status. No. You're, you're thrust into that, that world. Whatever yeah. the scene is. And in this case, it was a werewolf. Uh, the werewolf makeup, not so great. No. But but, but I was digging it. What really kind of uh, pissed me off about the, that, that segment <laughs> was the werewolf hunter that showed up without his gun loaded. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? He, they spot the werewolf, and he asks his, be- his, 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 his Robin yeah. to, you know, give me the silver bullets. He has a box of three. <laughs> he proceeds to like, drop them on the floor. Now, first off, it's like, if you're hunting werewolf, your gun should be loaded. Absolutely. Yeah, you don't wait to the last minute. <laughs> so why he's picking these bullets up, he asks his second in his his Robin to go distract the werewolf. Well, obviously, distract the werewolf means you're probably going to get killed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and done. I just I was just like screaming like, no, I know it's a movie. We're supposed to have fun with it. But I was like, you always show up. For the party with a loaded gun when you're hunting werewolves. Yeah. Then did you notice in that scene, after he shoots the first bullet and kills the werewolf, mm. when he reaches down for a second bullet, all three are still there. Oh, oh I didn't really? see that. Oh, okay. <laughs> but other yeah, than that, I, I, go ahead, I never Mars. understood that. I, I never understood that. I, I wondered if uh, it was like a, a trope I didn't understand. You know, it, you know what I mean? it like really, it very well could have been. Werewolf movies, yeah. Like, you know, and I got the sense of, uh, you know, hey, it's uh, it's not easy to make these silver bullets, so we got to take care of them. Yeah. But I think once you go out in the, in the marsh for the night uh, to to hunt a werewolf, just it's not like you're going to take a break and be like, ooh, there's a deer. I'm going to shoot this deer, take it home for dinner tonight. If you're no, going out right. for werewolf, load it up with silver, and let's That's go. That's your objective. Go with it. Yeah. I just found that like weird. I mean, because he did get his buddy killed. Yeah, 
<laughs> literally ripped in half. He did manage to win, which was but, awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did you? Uh, well, I mean, it's it's really hard to complain about the makeup from 1988. But the wolf was I a little. I did like the werewolf. You I did, didn't like the transitional werewolf. You like, did or like did the, not? I did like the like full out proper werewolf. I did not like the transformation. Like, yeah, and I didn't like like when he was like 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 shot like in between like when he was shot in the end and half human and half um when that when the yeah. kid lost his mm-hmm. zippo yeah i agree i now, thought that that makeup was lousy now again as a first time watch i'm like uh, you know th- this is really you know kind of a cool concept you get thrust in this world has there been any other movies where where that was like a theme or is this like uh, a wholly original idea you know because i was talking to lish that I felt like as each person went into uh, a scenario, mm-hmm. I kind of had flashes of like Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, definitely. Not mm-hmm. the same way, but the same way as like uh, our movie has all the monsters. Right. And this movie sure. had the ability to have all the monsters because of the waxwork. Right. right. So I don't know right. if this was like, I don't know if I ever saw anything like this uh, using that as a tool to get. All these different monsters into one freaking movie. Nothing's coming to mind that I can think of. Mm-hmm. No, unless it was like a, a, a something like, you know, a, a straight universal knockoff. There's an awesome Italian film called Dracula versus Frankenstein. That's you know really bad, but I, I, <laughs> I love it dearly. And it, um, you know, but it's got you know it's got a hunchback and it's got a, you know, a, a, a Dracula's and a Frankenstein and there's a Wolfman guy and okay. you know like. But, you know, I, I, I really am – I can't believe I, I've never – and I, I and we did review this on um, – man, I hope she's not listening – on uh, – what was that show I had? Elm Street Kids. Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, uh, it uh, – wow, that's terrible. Um, <laughs> that, uh, you know, and I don't remember, you know, anyone coming up with that anthology thing. So, like, it's it's kind of – uh, giving me a, a, a new appreciation for it in that sense. Like I, I do think it was really original because especially uh, they were using monsters like werewolves, say, um, in Dracula's and, and Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And whatever else in a way that um, was more contemporary, closer to like the slasher films of the mm-hmm. time. But they were like, you know, the the traditional monsters. So I, I thought that it was cool in, you know, an original way to make that happen, you know, without kind of aping on uh, monster. Well, there's a example, Monster Squad um, type, yeah. you know, type things where it's like, you know, the like a super monster team up like this was like kind of um, as clunky as the plot device kind of is, mm-hmm. um, you know, if, you, if you're willing to go with it, it, it gives you a lot of different stuff. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like there, there there's moments like watching this movie, you're like. Where I felt like, oh my god, this movie is pissing me off. <laughs> it's not that good, but 
But you're right. Once you you just gotta go with the plot device. You gotta you gotta let yourself go because sometimes they come back to like the little, the little dude. Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah. And it's funny is like, like he the they, they were trying yeah. to make him be. I was just like, ah man, keep me in the, in the keep me in the weird world. Right. Yeah. Well, um, remember, I mean, it's even advertised as a comedy horror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's why they're throwing stuff like that in right. there. And the um the other. Doorman that kind of reminded you of Lurch. Lurch, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Definitely a ripoff of. Uh, oh, Lurch. absolutely. Yeah. Now we have uh, we have werewolves, we have uh, vampires. Uh, I found it kind of interesting, though. I don't know if I 100 percent like that little skit. Um, we had the uh, Marquis de Sade mm-hmm. as one of the villains, and he was beating the one girl, but she was. See, loving she it. was loving it. <laughs> yeah, but but I didn't. I did kind of appreciate that. Uh, oh yeah, he was a monster uh, in this aspect. So it, within this waxwork, he was just part of the. He was a monster. Yeah. Even though it was just a dude that liked to beat and murder. Right. Well, even he wasn't a werewolf. He wasn't a vampire. But he was another kind of monster. I'm like a, a cool, good grab. Yeah. Good grab from history yeah. to put in yeah. your waxwork. Not really, because. I saw that, the Marquis de Sade, and I came th- kept thinking, what is that? I and didn't I, know what it was either. I had and, to look it up. Yeah, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's not a thing. It's a person. It's a person, yeah. right? right? But that's where we get the whole S&M from. Right. That's where yeah. sadomasochism yeah. and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. the other and one comes from. she was loving it. It was, like what, it was like they did that uh, Fifty Shades of Grey uh, <laughs> way before that person ever wrote right. that book. Was it Fifty Shades oh of Grey? Yeah, it's Fifty yes. Shades. Fifty Shades. I can't, you know I, I'm what? sorry I actually knew the title I properly. <laughs> the title proper. Um, <laughs> because that's what the, I mean, she was loving it, every ounce of it. And I, I was like, give me a creature. Give me back to a monster. I yeah. know. 1988 me, like, almost had to excuse himself. <laughs> like, <I was> like, <laughs> like, that girl, that girl was in this movie called Valley Girl. Like, yes! I was yeah. like, where yeah. else is she big? Because I was like, She's pretty hot. I've seen her in something yeah. else, right? I had a huge crush on her from Valley Girl, and then that's happening, and I was like, uh, I, I look at my sister like, I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> we we used to say that. We still, every once in a while, like, you know, during, like, soundtrack, we'll, like, because that's one of the best, worst, like, cinematic lines that he utters of all time. Like, I can't imagine that he got it in any less than, like, 250 takes where he's like, are you just jealous that your woman had her first orgasm at the end of my whip yeah. instead of by your hand? Wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That guy looked like he could pull that off in one line, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. yeah but without the rest of the cast cracking up right. when he does right. it. Now, was it that guy? Uh, yeah, it was that guy who played that. Like, we were completely wrong, but it looked like a young... Um, the guy from Game of Thrones, but it turned out not to be him. Oh no! Because uh, I was convinced. Was. I was con- yeah, uh, Jorah Mormont. Yeah. No. Uh, for a moment, I was convinced that was like that's a looks like a younger. <laughs> for any well, Game of like, I had to look it up, and yeah, I was for like, any Game nope. of Thrones fans, you know what I'm talking about. But it did, but it, but it was not. Uh, now, what was your uh, of all the? Uh, I'll go around the table here. Sure. Of all the mini monster movies within this movie, what was your your favorite? Because there was a, there was zombies, uh, there was the uh, uh, the uh, Phantom of the Opera. Yep. Uh, we had werewolves, Dracula. Well, we had the S- little S and M action. What, the mummy. Which one did you guys? Oh, we had the yeah, mummy. The mummy. Yep. Which one did, did you guys uh, appreciate the most in this? I still think it's like 
it's very meta, right? It's like the first movie that's being very self. Uh, what do you call that? Um, self-aware. No. Uh, self-aware. Referential. Uh, I'm not using the right words, but you mm. know what I mean. Yeah. Like it's like, Cause hey, when- we're making a movie with all these tropes because. It's cool, and we're going to put them right. in, and we're having a good yeah, time with I it. Yeah, because I think the first time it happened was the zombie one, mm-hmm. where the guy gets pushed in, and it's like, you're not real. This None of this is real. You can't hurt me. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that was the yeah, first one. Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. But what was your, what was your fa- uh, since I threw the question out there, which one did you guys like the most? Uh, I would say I did like the mummy one, because I felt like the mummy actually looked really cool. Yeah. Um, I liked that one a lot, but also the the zombie one. I love zombies a lot, mm-hmm. um, and I always have. And uh, I liked that it went black and white, and yeah, it was doing was the neat. whole George A. Romero. Romero, a- sorry. A- a- Romero? sorry. A- wait. A Romero. Man, I can't wait to see that movie by A. Romero. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, I like that they were trying to throw back to that, um, and it just had that whole, like, yeah. you just felt like you were in one of his movies, so... Yeah, I was digging on the mummy. Yeah, for some reason I'm a big fan of the mummy. I don't know why. Yeah, uh, the the old school one, the original one. I have a poster sitting right over there in the corner, as everybody can see. Boris yeah. Karloff, man, yep. Boris Karloff was the man. <laughs> um, as we discussed on the last episode, Brandon Fraser, the mummy, love it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, that one. I was I was digging that again. Uh, I know it's an overall, it's a movie, but the, like I I think there's like little skits within this movie. I was yeah. digging the mummy. Jeff, what about you? I'm I'm gonna go with the zombies as well. Yeah. I mean, it was just a classic throwback, like mm-hmm. Alicia said. You know, it shot back to black and white, which I thought was pretty cool. I liked that. Yeah. The the hand that wouldn't let go of them the whole time. And I <laughs> yeah. thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Mars, what about you? Oh, I love the mummy. We probably nice. rewound the delivery of that, and we again talk about like. Uh, like if you went up to to Tiny White today, looked him deadpan in the face, and said <laughs> the mummy, like you would get like a, you would get like a laugh out of him because like more than the gore, more than anything, we probably rewound the delivery of that line like nine <laughs> nine million times. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Now, um, I know we have some tidbits on yes. maybe was there any some behind the scenes shenanigans because we got movies made in the eighties. This is late eighties. There's mm-hmm. always. Some funny stories. Honey, I know I see you. You got notes. I do. I have a couple notes. Um, So there were supposed to be three characters that were going to be in, like, the displays for the waxwork. Um, But they were left out of the film because of legal reasons or whatever. Copyright. Yeah, copyright and things like that. But uh, the first one was Jason Voorhees. From Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely some yeah. legal rights yeah, on that. Yeah, absolutely. They wanted that would have been that. pretty freaking great. Though, that would have right? been a good one. Yeah, I think that would have been really awesome. But they, yeah, like they didn't have the rights for that. Oh man, yeah. Uh, five children from the village of the damned, which is from nineteen sixty. Oh, the little so. kids with the yeah. glowy eyes and the white hair. Yeah, yeah. they wanted yeah. to do that, and then also the thing. The eighty-two, one of the my thing. favorite yeah. movies ever. Yep. That would have been now, would great they, would, to see would, that in there. Yeah, would yeah. it would have been the thing, or would it have been Kurt Russell? Because how awesome would? That uh, <laughs> well, that yeah. would have spoiled because we still don't know if Kurt Russell was a thing or not. Right. Even though all uh, the speculation at the end of that I was movie, like, Kurt Russell's awesome. I'll step into that. I'll yeah. step beyond the velvet ropes to hang no, out with it, Kurt Russell. It, it would have to be one of the. I'll bet you it would might have been one of the dogs. Yeah. The turn that was the thing, or. 
one of the other monsters. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely legal it, reasons, but also probably yeah. uh, practical effects reasons, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that was the other thing. I found um, the effects artist, Bob Keane, which I don't know what else he's done, but he spent 18 hours a day for eight weeks working on the monsters that were in this film. Which For how many months? For uh, eight weeks. 18 hours a day for eight weeks. Jeez. So, like a month and a half, basically. Yeah, I mean, that was a... That's a lot of time, but... It's a lot of monsters, too. True story. Yeah. Because they, they had uh, 18. Is that how many they had? How many yes. um, scenes did they have? 18. Yeah, so not all of them were monsters, but they yeah. did have quite a few, so... Yeah. But, uh, Bob Keane's no joke. He did... Uh, he was kind of like one of the 90s man. Like, he okay. did some of night. He did Nightbreed stuff. And, oh, nice. Wow. Okay. Uh, he did some stuff uh, on, like, if you name a uh, uh, horror movie from, like, kind of, like, like 90, like, eight, like 80s. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Seven to like 94 or so. He was uh, involved. I'm trying to think. He did that the shitty Hellraiser movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that, the, uh, was that the subtitle of that one? Or? <laughs> yeah. Any of the sequels, uh, basically. Yeah, Hellraiser. Hellraiser 3, we shouldn't have done. <laughs> he made Children of the Corn. He, he didn't make it, but he uh, he was the special effects coordinator on okay. um, Children of the Corn 2. But uh, probably my favorite thing uh, that he did these little flourishes of uh, gore makeup on uh, was uh, w- this uh, another like outlier in the era of like when horror was crappy was 1993's uh, Warlock Armageddon. Oh yeah, oh. okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a great movie, but it was no. like a a matter of that you know it had it, it was a horror movie. It wasn't like kind of uh, a Silence of the Lambs ripoff or like any sort of apologist. He also I can't find it in his discog his discography his filmography, but I most associate him with Event Horizon. But it's oh. uh, a good movie. I can't because uh, he, he would do um, he later on. Uh, in in Nightbreed, he also did like animatronic stuff, and he did that in there. But I, I can't find. It. Oh, there it is. Yeah, Event Horizon. So um, okay. he was uh, he was he was doing some stuff. He was no joke. He wasn't like he just didn't have. Um, uh, he was prevalent for me as like a Fangoria kid, but he didn't have like he wasn't screaming Mad George or um, mm-hmm. you know um, Stan Winston or. Uh, uh, Jeff Bodine or of course can yeah. be like, you know, the people who were like, you know, you'd wring your hands, you know, uh, nobody was ever like Jim, Jim Dandy, Bob Keen. But, um, 
you know, he, he did do some stuff. He was around, you know, his name was like, you know, in the credits of a lot of stuff. If, if you were, you know, me and Monsters Arrow, who were probably the only, you know, people in the history of history that would sit and watch the credits in my, in our house. (laughs) Now with that, why don't we take a break and we'll come back with our final thoughts and we'll recommend or not recommend everybody checking this movie out. What do you guys think? Cool. Sounds good. All right. We'll be right back. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and Trick or Treat Radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you <laughs> took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action, it had suspense, it had great characters, it had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey short. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The okay. box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Arrivederci, douchebag. Hello. This is the Sasquatch, a.k.a. Bigfoot, but you can just call me Frank. And when I'm not stomping around the woods throwing rocks at hunters, I like to listen to the Paranormal Punchers podcast. That's right, Paranormal Punchers. They talk about all things paranormal, and they're hilarious. Go find them on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and ParanormalPunchers.com. Hey, welcome back. All right, so, uh, over the break... We kind of got into a quick discussion about comic books. So before we get back to our opinions on waxwork, I wanted to tell uh, Mars that I'm super excited for a comic book from, uh, you know, from my childhood to bring him back. It's the Marvel Two and One. Oh. Yes, the Marvel team up. Yeah. So we got. So I don't know if anybody who out there who reads comics, if you remember, like they always partnered up the thing, mm-hmm. Ben Grimm, with, you know. Spider-Man was one of them. Of course, Johnny Storm. Uh, but they're bringing the comic back. And I'm actually super pumped for it. But now it's going to be the Marvel 2-in-1. But it's just uh, Ben Grimm and Johnny Storm on these adventures. But it's still cool because I feel like Ben Grimm is definitely like... He's like an un- underrated. Like he doesn't, get, he doesn't get the props he needs. I mean, he's, he's almost Hawk level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he can kick some serious ass... Uh, but I always like the Marvel team up, the Marvel two and ones, and you know showcasing the thing. Who I thought was a better way for him to stand out. The Fantastic Four. I never read a lot of them, but I I really like the, uh, the 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 Marvel two and one of showcasing Ben Grimm. Uh, so yeah, I loved it. So we were just talking about some comic books. Uh, uh, Mars, you're you, you're interested in the uh, the Moon Knight, but that's the one yeah, yeah. that drops, I think, December first, and I, I'm going to pick it up, and I ho- hopefully, it kicks ass. <laughs> yeah, I'm super. I am super, super, super excited. Uh, I did so. I get a lot of my comics from mail order, and I 
I ordered that. I didn't know it was just Johnny Storm, but um, uh, you know, maybe it will it'll pick up because I, I think that that's a void in the market right now because. I used to I subscribed to like five books when I was like a little kid through the mail. Yeah, I got me Doctor too. Strange, Swamp Thing. Uh, then I got Marvel Team Up, Marvel Two and One, um, and I loved them because you get you know all the different heroes, you know. Hmm. Um, yeah, I still have some of those from my childhood. They're probably not worth any money, but hey, <laughs> I kept them. I think they're awesome. Um, you know that, and that's one. You know, I wonder if Marvel doesn't have the rights to uh, Fantastic Four, so they can never really do. Uh, man, how awesome would it be if Marvel uh, Studios could do like the the two in one mm. with Ben well, Grimm? Because they, you know, they would crush the uh, CGI on. on sure. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Disney is looking to buy 20th Century Fox, so. Uh, oh. Oh. Well, I think they have the uh, money to do it. Yeah. So. Probably. Yeah. And they're doing it for I, – I, I almost feel like the Marvel thing is an incidental um, – like a bonus, like to be able to reacquire those characters. Okay. Um, it's actually because they want content for their streaming service. Wow. Which I actually – it kind of sucks because mm-hmm. I, I really like uh, what Netflix and Marvel has been doing. So to to know that if I want to keep watching Daredevil and, and – did hey, have you watched uh, any of The Punisher? No, I just finished about maybe two weeks ago now, um, Daredevil season one. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, okay. All right. Yeah. You got a lot. Of- yeah. <laughs> but still, I'm like, I don't want to buy ne- uh, a Disney subscription to watch these Marvel yeah, shows. I, th- I think they're a great fit yeah. on Netflix. It, it, it sucks, but hey, I understand. It's their property. <laughs> it's their money, whatever. Yep. Well, here's my question that I've, I've kind of laid out to a couple of people who said that to me. Uh, I don't like uh, we're watching Stranger Things right now and and I think it's pretty good but like I was ready for that to be done like if that was one and done I think I would have liked it more okay mm. you know like um but without those Marvel shows like as of right now anyway like you know they might come out with like 20 awesome things now that they're you know the rub is going to hit the road and they're going to lose it but like what do you need Netflix for then true general mm. movies yeah. and they do have some decent TV shows that are their own. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, mean, I mean, have you guys Prime... ever spent like uh, a thirty minutes to forty-five minutes uh, only realizing I've wasted forty-five minutes trying to find something on there? Yeah. Yes. It, yeah. it it is pretty frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Their their search function and just browsing isn't yeah. so good. And they mm-hmm. the, the yeah. you, you might be right. The Marvel stuff is really the uh, the catch for me right now. Yeah. Sure. And and you go and you go on. For me, like I Prime has different functionality for me, so I'm going to keep that anyway, right? Yeah, right. I'll definitely yeah. keep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. can't be two day shipping. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and for my sensibilities, like you know, my special lady friend will like slog through sometimes longer than 45 minutes, like looking wow. for like a film. I'll like go on Amazon Prime. Look at what they like. I, I get. I have Amazon Prime, and I pay a little extra to have Shout Factory and Shutter. Oh. Um, Is it worth going it? On the, yeah, I love it. Okay, it's, it's like that's eight bucks a month between those two things. That's oh. it. Shutter Shutter is five something, and Shout Factory I think is two ninety nine. What's Shout um, Factory? Uh, Shout Factory is the company um, who they put out like a lot of shout factory puts out like a lot of repertory stuff. It used to be called Rhino video. 
um, and they put oh, out like a lot of old TV shows. Uh, they their Shout Factory's marquee thing is that they have the old Gold Harvest Jackie Chan films, um, oh. like the '80s ones, like uh, you know the uh, uh, Super Cop and Police Police Story and, and that sort of stuff, the Big Brawl. Um, but they're most famous for having the they put out Mystery Science Theater. Oh, uh, that was Shout Factory. Okay. Yeah, and then and that's then, coming oh, back. They, they have the license. Yeah, yeah, the new one, and and they'll, they'll I think they'll eventually get the Netflix like when those come on video I'm sure that Shell Factory will put those out and then but what's cool about it is they also have an imprint called Scream Factory um, who's probably in the top two at any time horror repertory uh, boutique label in the United States Mm -hmm. Uh, they put out they're they're sort of like the Criterion collection for horror because they're always loaded with special features. Yeah, the of the thing. I have that um, I have the thing and mm-hmm. uh, Halloween three. And now I call them Shout yep. Factory. So that actually is Scream Factory that's putting the, the, the yeah. not Shout I mean, Factory. Same, same thing. Same, you know, same thing. The different. Hmm. Yeah, their Blu rays. I mean, they're loaded with. Can't uh, beat them. Yeah, the uh, again. I'm a big fan of Halloween three, and they have the what is it? The horror horror hound hollowed ground. Yeah, Harlow Gunnar, Sean Lynch. Yes. Name, yeah. So it's like a mini documentary where they go, where they uh, film the, the locations and they talk to people. It's super interesting. That guy was actually at Rock and Shock. Oh, mm-hmm. was he? Yeah, he's a great guy. He's got like extremely recognizable spiky hair. <laughs> and we were walking down the aisle and I saw him. But, I, you know, I, I geeked out a little bit, but then I didn't want to go bug him. I think he was talking to Kevin Barbary. I, so I, oh, I, sure. I, I, I was yeah. like, I don't want to bug these guys. But yeah, he, anyway. Uh, oh, go ahead. He books all the Walking Dead uh, people at conventions. Okay. That's that's, yeah, that's interesting that's his, that he his main gig. Oh, okay. I thought you know, you would assume his main gig is being you know part of making all these documentaries mm-hmm. for these special yeah. features, but it's interesting that he's uh, that's a talent manager, right? When you're booking Yeah, these, yeah, I think yeah. that's it. Yeah. Huh. Uh, he does he's the like it, all those are split into like super niche things now. Like all the slasher people are, are somebody. And um, up until very recently, my good buddy, uh, Mike Baronis did all the uh, Italian, you know, like uh, all, all the people who were in like Lucio Fulci and Dario Gento films. Like he would do all those, uh, manage them for conventions. And uh, Sean Lynch uh, uh, does the, uh, uh, for better or worse, uh, I, and I like him. I know a lot of people um, are, claim, maybe rightfully so, that the Walking Dead culture kind of messed up conventions a lot. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but uh, he, uh, you know, he's always been a super nice guy. You know what else he does that's good? If you, uh, he he's moderated some really good commentaries. Okay. Okay. So uh, he's he's very knowledgeable and very smart, and he's uh, much like Kevin Barbary. And I hope he's not listening, especially if I'm wrong. I think he's, uh, I think he's way older than he looks. So I think he's oh. he's probably close to my age, but he looks to be a spry, uh, young punk rock kid. So yeah, yeah, he's he's working it. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. we went down the, a weird path just to get back to <laughs> hey, our final thoughts on waxwork. Which uh, does Shout Factory do anything with waxwork? No, uh, Vestron put it out. Okay. Uh, okay. They've kind of run out of steam, I think, or or just are putting out things that are below my um, uh, my uh, my note. I I don't want to sound like I'm benevolent or anything beyond my notice. <laughs> like I'm 
I'm Thanos of Blu-ray boutique level. <laughs> now I'll but, start. Um, I'll, I'll start it off with my opinion. Um, I know there was moments of this movie uh, mm-hmm. that the '80s cheesiness uh, wore on me a little bit, uh, and I was a little frustrated sometimes with the acting. But then I tried to put it in perspective that the time period and hey, it is. It's not great acting. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a fun movie. Right. Uh, so, you know, my recommendation was like, yeah, it seemed pretty original, pretty interesting. I like the short vignettes inside this larger movie. Mm-hmm. You might get frustrated with the shitty acting. But at the end of the day, it's certainly a fun movie to talk about. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I, I think it, it definitely is the kind of movie to watch with your friends. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you have a lot more to talk about, and I think you'll find it funnier. Lish, what'd you think? Uh, well, I think um, that I didn't necessarily have a good mind frame when I was going into this movie. I wanted <laughs> I wanted to really like it, um, and the whole idea behind it, I think, is really fascinating. I love, because you're right, when you mentioned that it's kind of like Cabin in the Woods, um, I feel like I wonder if they got a, a a feeling from this movie, and they're like, "Let's do something like that." Oh, the Cabin Woods dudes. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I know? don't know. It'd be but interesting. They were inspired by like right. have every horror uh, character in something. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. That's. Uh, so I, I like that idea. I really do. Um, I think yeah, if you're with the right uh, people, I think it's a really good movie. Like it's really fun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Jeff, what about you? Great movie. Plenty of cheese. I mean, when you and you see, don't like a lot, you disagree with us on. I'll tell you what. Every turn of the corner, you disagree. With <laughs> some. I know. Not all of them, but you're some. like our uh, uh, Patrick the Angry Nerd, <laughs> Jeff the Angry Nerd. <laughs> no, I mean seeing uh, Zach Galligan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you know him from Gremlins. He's a handsome fella too, and kind of the, he played that, is- that wholesome character. Then yeah. going into this, where he's this arrogant, rich, I was gonna say, snob. yeah, yeah, he was yeah. a bit of a douchebag, right? Yeah, he really was. It was just a total turnaround. <laughs> and towards the end of the movie, there's the one scene after when they're starting the big fight, and I just gotta bring this up. It was <laughs> the the one character, Sir Wilfred, played by Patrick McAnee or whatever. Yeah, when he comes in to the big fight and he's got the wheelchair and it looks like he's got armor or whatever oh, over yeah. the wheelchair. Oh god, yeah. It was just so obviously painted cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. It was great. You know, I did like the sets too. Every mm-hmm. uh time they went behind the uh, velvet rope. I mean, mm-hmm. I was dig- I was digging the sets. Yeah. They, they spent some time yeah. trying I mean, to be you could, cool. You could yeah. tell they it was low budget. Mm-hmm. But again, it's a comedy horror. Yeah. So whether it it was because they did it on purpose or just because it was low budget. I don't know, but yeah, it fit in pretty well. Okay. Mars, this was your pick, so I mean, what what's your stance on this movie? Um, I do still love it. Uh, I, I, this is a film I love more and more every time I see it. Um, okay. What I noticed when it came out on Blu-ray is that despite this is a low budget horror film, um, it's shot not like. Uh, it's not shot like that in a lot of cases. Some of the horror setup is, and it's probably for the um, t- t- the shorthand to to make those scenes happen in the uh, mm-hmm. you know in a referential way. But um, you know, like a lot of the dialogue shots, like are, are shot like you know old fifties 
you know, beatnik films and stuff like that. And there's a lot of weird crane shots and a lot of shots. Uh, I forget what the kind of photography is called, but there's a few times in this where he shot like it was this really weird, not a forced perspective, but there they he, Carpenter did it some in, in Halloween too. Like there you're pretty close up, but the camera is far away from them. Um, you know, and it gives right. the opportunity to see like people come into the shot and stuff like that. There's just a lot that you don't get in your average low budget fare. Um, and I, I, uh, I really enjoy that, you know, like, uh, like that's something that I picked up beyond, you know, mummies crushing cats heads and, and <laughs> uh, the, that, you know, some sleazy looking dude whipping the crap out of the beautiful girl from Valley girl. And yeah. like, uh, you know, like this film, like I just like it so many layers and it's, it's got, uh, it's kind of like a weird little curiosity, like, you know, something like a buckaroo bonsai or a Hudson Hawk where everything about it that doesn't work, uh, makes it work for me. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of low budget for 1988. It was done in, for 1.5 million. Okay, mm. that is low budget. I Even still like to have that money in my pocket. That's well, for sure. sure. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I agree with everything you guys said. It is it uh, low budget. Well, 1.5 million, whatever. Um, <laughs> That's low. But there, there's a lot. There's a lot of like, goodness to take away from it. Despite if you're going to get a little irritated with the acting, um, but. I dug it. I would recommend it as a. Uh, it's definitely a movie to watch with your buddies. Yeah, you know. Uh, oh sure. Yeah, get get some popcorn, get uh, get a beer, glass of wine, or an iced tea, mm -hmm. whatever you're into, and sit around with your friends and just just have a good time. Because I feel like, you know, when you have characters like a werewolf and the mummy, uh, you're gonna like also reminisce about other great movies that right. that these. These how characters does that are in compared to the other great movies. I think I think the movie actually will you and your friends will find you know hours of things you're going to continue to talk about. So for that, mm -hmm. it's a it's a thumbs up. It's yeah. gonna, you are going to have a great time with your buddies by yourself. Eh, maybe take notes for when you hang out with your buddies. You have a few <laughs> things to talk about. Yeah, this isn't a serious horror movie. Yeah, this is definitely a have a great time with your friends kind of hangout. Right. So yeah. I recommend it. And again, thanks for recommending it yeah. for us to watch again. For me, first time watch. It came out in 1988, and it was my first time yeah. watch. Yeah, yeah. Surprising. And I guarantee there's a lot of people that are in the same boat. Mm -hmm. So Probably. Enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, and hey, if you watch it and have an opinion, send <laughs> send your opinion to us. Yeah. Punchfarm at gmail.com. <laughs> now, uh, moving along here, uh, just as we always do, we give a little update on our movie making. Yep. Um, we are definitely at that point where it's time to, as they say, what's the saying? Uh, shit or get off the pot? Right. Yep. I think that's the term. So I think we're, we're at the point where we need to take a shit. <laughs> Uh-oh. I probably could have picked a better... Uh, <laughs> analogy? A better analogy. Maybe where yeah. the rubber re meets the road. Yeah, well, okay. It's, it's, it's time to, yeah. That's, a, that's way better. That's way better. <laughs> that's good. One of my favorites. <laughs> Uh, so December is looking like we're going to start, uh, I guess, as they say in the biz, principal photography. Um, I would like to just give a quick shout out to uh, our uh, awesome listener and, and bud, uh, uh, John. Uh, he has his own thing going on called Oracle Studios. He sent me, he was hoping maybe he could make it up to hang out and help with the process, but he can't. But he did send a whole bunch of uh, 
very uh, descriptive way to do some of the stuff I want to do. Awesome. So thank you. And you know what? He's also working on a, uh, a little documentary about uh, cosplay and people that make props for cosplay. You can find him on uh, YouTube. Just, just, just go on YouTube and just search Oracle Studios. It's called Creator's Room. It's a documentary about cosplay and prop design enthusiasts. John, thank you yeah. for even taking uh, a few minutes to send us uh, some directions on how to do some uh, practical effects. Uh, oh, yeah. you, you're awesome. Thank you for listening. Yep. Uh, and thank you for contributing uh, very much. So, yeah, I uh, was talking to Norm the other day. Since Norm owns the bar we're going to film at, he's <laughs> super pumped. He's ready to, to film. So that's what's happening. Mark Dose is coming up December 18th. Yep. Uh, he's He's got a role in it. So December is definitely our target for principal photography. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to move into the laborious task of editing and syncing up sound oh, yeah. and color correcting and everything that, that sucks about making a movie. <laughs> I think the hanging out part and, and pointing the camera to your friends. and That's the easy part. That's, that the, the that's also part. the fun part. Yeah. So, But, but it, it's happening, and I'm hoping it would be like an early winter 2018. We could drop this shit. I don't mm-hmm. know. Now, if you guys remember from last episode, Dynamo talked about us making a video for a Deadite song. That mm-hmm. is something yeah. uh, Lish and I have been, uh, what do you call that? Uh, brainstorming? Brainstorming, <laughs> digesting the concept. <laughs> uh, we're, 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 we're kicking that around. That could be super awesome. I don't. Yeah. I have an idea. I got to figure out how to pull that idea off. Okay. And oh. is it actually possible? Because um, I was like, I got some an- I got some friends that can do animation, like you know, when the funky Cthulhu shows up. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that'd be the song I would pick, but I had some ideas. Like what those ideas that come to you late at night when you're laying in bed, you can't mm-hmm. quite get to sleep, but your brain keeps running. Yep. And know that I had some I had some concepts, dude. So I'm not making any promises, but I got some nice. ideas. Nice. I'm excited. And well, I guess the you know worst what? thing is if we make it and it sucks, I'll just delete it. <laughs> it's, not, it's not really a bad thing. <laughs> the only the only thing that will suck about it is if it's a song I sing. So oh, otherwise, okay. <laughs> well, I'll pick one with Miss Ann made it then. Yeah. Dude, speaking of that, did you guys see the cool video that Raven J? I did. Uh, cool artist Raven J did. Yeah. I yeah. Dude, his art. Um, I'm, I might have to reach out to him. Um, it'd be perfect for our comic book. Uh, but his art looks so familiar. Like I have some stuff that he's done. Yeah. Um, yeah. His art's great. Yeah. He did a. Uh, you know where you you can like uh, have your computer. You do a time lapse of what you're working on in Photoshop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did this whole drawing and and color rendering of uh, the the Deadites Miss M, and it was super cool. He's super talented. This guy. Yeah, he's the greatest. This guy actually. You know we when someone's really good when they're watching. Uh, your live preview of your podcast. Yeah. Watching a podcast. It's, 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 it's weird. But yeah, he's awesome. These guys I, will I, say I stupid. Yeah, I love him too. These guys will say stupid shit. And then he'll do a quick uh, uh, marker drawing, uh, you know, black and white drawing, shoot it to Johnny. Johnny will put it on the screen. And like he's just listening and doing drawings <laughs> wow. of, of these guys. And it, yeah, he's a super talented dude. Yeah, I, I already, I would be a liar. I said I didn't tell him uh, that I like 
not even like I, you know, any other artist that we've talked to. I said I would like you for the Dead Nights or Evil Streaks comic. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want you to do the Dead Nights comic. I can't afford you. Um, <laughs> I will be your new style American boyfriend. <laughs> there <laughs> you go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you got. I mean, we're working on a comic book together for Paranormal Punchers, mm-hmm. but you got some stuff in the works for. Uh, you're working, you're always working on comic books and writing. Yeah, it sucks. It's the hardest thing. (laughs) I mean, I I thought it sounded like a positive. You're like, no, it sucks. (laughs) No, I I mean, I love it. And I love uh, the girl who I run the comic, uh, I guess, company with, for lack of a better way to put it. Jenny Ismi is super talented and a really good foil for me. But we're not having trouble creatively. What happens is we'll write something and then we'll figure out that we can't do that. We can't do it ongoing or, you know, and then we'll try to do this and we'll be like, well, it, it's it, our big thing is we've spent a year trying to figure out the way to put it out um, that uh, will serve as many masters as it has to because um, it should probably exist digitally, but we'd want it for merch too, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So then, you know, and, and it, it has to be, you know, a certain kind of artist because the comic is mostly going to be like kind of like a, a you know, a, a, like a horror comedy, I guess. And, and you need to have somebody that can really make the characters on the page act, you know, like not just like, you know, a lot of these people don't have mask masks and stuff like that. So it's just been a process of trying to figure out how to do it. But I wrote another uh, script over. Uh, we called it Jenny's wedding break spectacular because uh, she just got married. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think it will be probably what we'll go with. And it's going to be a one shot, um, but a little bigger, maybe like a something that you could like make square bound and sell as like an old school graphic novel. Oh, nice. Um, hmm. Like maybe like, you know, not 26 pages, but maybe like 40 pages or something like that. But now uh, we've gone full circle and we, we can't afford any of the artists we want. Um, mm. and that's kind of where we're at now and where we've been at for a little while. Um, but I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's a thing for, I mean, all the way up when I worked for that wrestling company and wrote a comic for them, um, they had some pretty big names attached on the, uh, editorial end and some other jobs. They just couldn't afford an artist, hmm. like an artist that was up to the quality of like that they wanted, I guess. Um, hmm. so the, the project got. Uh, got shelf. So I've literally been writing comics for about eight years now that nobody has seen <laughs> between the two products. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, so. now I'm hoping to, uh, I reached out to a few artists. So I'm hoping that once we can finally get the script done, you know, get the, the get this made. But you did put, uh, when you said about digital, I'm like, oh, maybe digital would be better because it would save me money. But I really want something to hold in my hand. Yeah. It's yeah. something no, like, it's true. when you're like, 13 years old and you're reading a comic like I'm going to make one of these someday well that yeah. never actually left <laughs> no, all these years later I'm still like I'm going to make a comic someday yeah. so I feel like I'm just gonna have to I, I gotta have it printed I need to, yeah, I need no, to hold the physical media in my hand and that's how you get work too if that's something that you wanted to do for a job is there's no better way to yeah. show um and I, mean, I suspect it's the same in filmmaking. Uh, there's no better way to show someone, you know, that you want to work for that you can do the work than show them that it exists. Yeah, 
Yeah. You Here, know? I I did this. Look right. at this. It's awesome. Yeah. You know, like because I I feel like the industry is still to a degree run by people that are a generation ahead of the webcomic thing. So I don't know that they entirely get it. Um, so, you know, as of right now, it's, if you can put a comic in somebody's hand, it probably goes a long way. Yeah. And we thought we would use the, uh, the, the paranormal punchers comic. Like if we ever go to a convention, we'll just hand it out like mm-hmm. as a marketing. It's right. a very expensive marketing piece, but yeah. just to be able to hand somebody like, Hey, yeah, we did this. Check it out. Uh, yeah. again, I, I don't want to call it a pipe dream cause I feel like, uh, I'm going to do it, but it's mm-hmm. it's it's been a pipe dream for a long time. <laughs> I, I mean, Paranormal Punches is the best chance I have of getting like a a, a comic out right now. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's make it, it happen, happen, dude. Because you know, like like I said, it's just so many. Um, and, uh, another thing that happened with the Deadites comic that you can probably appreciate from afar is that the story I originally wrote doesn't work anymore because most of those guys aren't in the band anymore. Oh, yeah. That sucks. (laughs) You know, like, so, like, it's just, you know, there's just so much stuff that happens that, um, and that happened to me once with the Jakara comic. Like, I made up my core team of these luchadors and uh, everybody got signed to the WWF. (laughs) Well, Um, I mean, good for them, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know. You know, now, speaking of wrestling, now, if anybody doesn't know, uh, Dynamo, you did some... Some amateur backstreet wrestling in your in your lifetime? Yeah, I mean, I, I, indie wrestling. I think indie, I did. Indie's do, a good... I did do Super Mud Show. I, I we had a like Super Backyard Wrestling Mud Show, like Outlaw Federation, our own called NCW. This was like the lowest of the low, but I also <laughs> worked for one of the like good mid-sized indie promoters around here. This cat named Chris Sitaro. Um, and, and, you know, it was a good experience. I, I, um, which leads I, me to that, uh, our buddies over at the No Sleeves Broadcast, mm-hmm. they want to talk to Dynamo because they're huge wrestling fans. Yep. Nice. They are. And once I, I uh, them. I mean, because they listened to the show too, and we talked about Dynamo, and I was like, uh, yeah, but you guys also know outside of, uh, being in a band, having a uh, kick ass podcast, this dude also is a, a wrestler. Uh, and they lost their damn mind because yeah. they they really love uh, wrestling. So, that's, so yeah. That's so so you're going to hopefully maybe we'll set that up and you could be on their show. Mm-hmm. They will yeah. they will have questions for you that I wouldn't even think of because right. I yeah. I don't really follow wrestling. But so I think that's super cool. I'm glad that people uh, are digging that and want to hang out and learn more about the crazy shit you've done in your lifetime, dude. Oh, that's uh, you know. Uh, anything to pay the electric bill. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, they won't give you a dime. No. Those guys no, with no sleeves, they won't give you a damn dime. No, that's, that's what that's what that's what wrestling was. Though, okay. you know, like a, that's actually, believe it or not, out of all the crazy things that I have done, that's what I wanted to do. Oh, really? Yeah. Like really? I, I yeah, and it's funny too. The the stymieing part of it uh, is that it was a super pipe dream when I was doing it and when I was learning how to do it, cause I was very small. Um, and I'm, I'm not particularly tall now, even though I'm a, I'm a big fat person. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it, um, uh, it, uh, it, now when we go to horror conventions, tiny and I are small people. Um, if we go to a wrestling show, like when I worked for, 
um, writing for Chikar, I'm I'm bigger than a lot of those guys, <laughs> like taller and, and like bigger. Um, and everybody wrestles with a little bit of like the Japanese style that like I enjoyed. So like um, that's my text noise. I don't know if you guys can hear it or not, but my, they're trying to get me to come work at the cafe. I think, but um, <laughs> you're the, busy. Uh, yeah, I got shit to do. Um, but yeah, like um, yeah. So um, you know, it, it was that's really what I wanted to do. I I, lo- I lost a girlfriend over it. Damn. I didn't. I didn't want to go to college. I, I, I want. I wanted to go to wrestling school. Wow. Um, this so, is definitely a conversation to pick up on uh, the no yeah, sleeves. Definitely. Yeah, they'd be all. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I can't. Yeah, I, I definitely want to get into it. But I know it's time uh, to probably uh, put a cap on this sucker. We had a great sure. episode, and I know you have to go record another podcast yet tonight. Elm Street Kids. Probably not that one, but <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah, well, if you ever fire that back uh, up again, let me know. I will. I'll will. tune I, in, I, my I, friend. She's, she's another one like Patrick Stephanie Wiley, great film critic. Like, I hope she she does something soon because uh, even though she didn't really like me, um, I hope that <laughs> she uh, she uh, she does something because she's very talented. But no, I gotta go do Trick or Treat Radio, and tonight I actually have my favorite. We have my favorite film critic is on tonight. So oh, I'm who's super that? Excited. Uh, it is Mark Newell from uh, the Bloody Good Horror podcast. Oh my god! Oh, oh awesome! Wow. I can't wait to tune in. Yeah, so I'm I'm super excited. He's a, he's a uh, all those guys are were uh, a really big a, a, a reason I do we do this podcast thing because I, I enjoyed listening to him and I'm anxious to uh, to talk about a movie with him and tell him how much he he means to me. Um, I suspect he'll just blow me off and make fun of me for it, like he does in real life. But uh, maybe, maybe in a professional standpoint, he'll uh, he'll say you're welcome. Well, that's awesome. And uh, hey, you can uh, check that out and more at uh, TrickOrTreatRadio.com. You can find him on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and uh, everywhere. I'm sure you guys are on everything. We usually tune in Wednesdays, Wednesday, Wednesday nights. As long as we can hang out. You guys mm-hmm. start like about 9 o'clock. We, we have the live stream on YouTube. So we watch that until it's time to go to bed. You guys are up to like midnight. I know. Yeah. That's too yes. late for me. Then I'll follow, up, I'll follow up the next day uh, on YouTube because it, it say, you know, cause the video is still there on YouTube. Or I'll catch it mm-hmm. Friday on iTunes. Uh, mm-hmm. I yeah. love your show. I, I can't Thanks. thank you enough for hanging out with us, buddy. I know. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, the, honestly, the pleasure is is seriously all mine. I, I, I love coming on and being with you guys. I, I was, was a bumpy start of the day. I was worried. But, um, right. you know, all, all held up. And, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, you guys, I, I'm, I'm, you guys are family. So I, uh, I um, am, am, am glad I could be there. And, and any time you want me to be on uh, uh, this, uh, you know, Mark, you and I's artistic uh, upcoming endeavors, um, you know, we've... I, your, you and I relationship is like a whole nother, uh, a whole nother career for me right now. We have so many plates spinning. So nice. Well, um, well, yeah, definitely. It doesn't have to be November or Mars November for you to come on. I'll let you know if there's anything uh, you think like that's a cool topic. I want to come on this episode. Just yeah. say, say so. I we'll have come you on. on punches. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk about some weird, crazy shit, dude. Yeah, that's what I do, right? So. <laughs> Uh, guys, remember you can find more about us on uh, Paranormal. Or no, I almost wow. gave the wrong one. Yeah. Punchfarm.com. Yep. <laughs> but as you heard, we do Paranormal Punchers, so ParanormalPunchers.com. Uh, but go uh, check us out, Punchfarm.com. Give us a review. It'd be awesome. Send us feedback, Punchfarm at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. 
And as you heard here, go listen to more of my good buddy Dynamo Mars, Trick or Treat Radio dot com. You don't have to. You don't. Okay. You don't. You don't have to. You can just stay right here because he'll probably yeah. be back. Dynamo, thank you so much. Yeah. As always, guys, Thanks. I love spending time with everybody. And listeners, we love you. Thank you so much. Have a great, great evening. And uh, as they say, if you're getting whipped by the... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Marquis I, I, yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe you just... <laughs> I don't even know. I didn't have a follow-up. <laughs> okay. But apparently, some people That's dig plenty. it. Yeah. Some people like it. Yep. Anyway, good night.